Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I'm so excited you're here, and I want to start off by just saying that I know there's so much chaos going on right now in the world, and it can feel really heavy and overwhelming. And if you're feeling that, do everything you can to take a deep breath right now because a lot of times we hold so much of that stress in our bodies that it can really cause more emotions than the ones that we're even initially feeling. So take some time and have grace with yourself. And I just want to applaud you and say thank you for showing up for yourself today because during this time, a lot of, you know, during during chaos, a lot of times we get out of our routine of um, you know, learning self-development, personal development, working on our finances, doing all that stuff. We get out of that routine. And so I want to applaud you for showing up today. I want to applaud you for listening. Um, and today we're going to be talking about something that's going to be very important all the time, but especially right now. And that is to stop doing self-sabotaging tasks as coping. And when I say coping, that can be coping or just dealing with something or, you know, going through something or just experiencing chaos and your response to it. And here's the thing. Ideally, whether we're coping with something, dealing with something, going through something, we would be able to solely stand in solitude and stand in confidence and stand in um, just peace just from faith alone and knowing that we we trust everything is going to be okay. And I, abs- I think that's amazing and I absolutely strive for that. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be, be reaching towards that. I'm, I'm solely going to be pointing out that in the journey of standing in the belief that everything is going to be okay and being real and doing the tactical things, but also being optimistic and hopeful – what are the things that we can do practically in the meantime and, and specifically how that relates to finances? Okay. So here's the thing. Again, I just want to point this out one more time before I dive in. We're humans and I want to give you the practical advice on that journey to striving of just standing in faith alone and being like, I, I'm good even in this chaos, even though stuff is going on, I'm just going to stand firm. In the meantime, I want to give you practical things to kind of coincide with this as you go. Okay. So I'm going to give you some background, um, rewind a little bit to when my financial journey just started happening, like when it just was starting. And I was going through a breakup. I was going through a breakup and it was so hard. 
I felt out of control. I felt like my world was ending. I felt so broken and lost and hurt and sad and just helpless. And at that time, there were so many things that I could have um, really led on to, like held on to. But for me, one of the big things that I, I wanted, I craved so deeply was just some sort of stability, some sort of control. And when everything felt out of control, I wanted to create some control with the things that I I had power to. So for me, that ended up being finances. And I really, really, really latched onto that. So I started doing everything in my power to figure out finances. And and that is the the key. Like that was a catalyst for me in this journey of learning finances and then, you know, kind of flipping the script, not only to my personal life, share this with the world and share this with others. And here's the thing. Ideally, looking back, I, I would have just decided and chosen to figure out my finances solely because that's a good thing to do, right? That should hopefully be enough. I, like I wish in an ideal world that that would have been enough, that hearing from my parents or hearing from whoever that, oh, you should figure out your finances would have been enough and I just would have done that. But it wasn't. I'm a human and I, I ignored it. I put it off. And, and so this was the chaos for me that sent me into using finances and using learning about finances and mastering my finances and then figuring out how I was going to pay off debt and doing that successfully. That was the thing for me where it really helped me get through and I put all my attention and focus onto it when I was in a time of chaos. And I'm pointing this out to you because there are so many other things I could have latched onto. And in a, in a, at a micro level, I definitely did. I definitely went out with my friends more and, and that wasn't helpful. That wasn't helpful. It led to me crying, <laughs> me going home and crying over, you know, some rice that I made in the microwave. That's like my go-to favorite food. Um, but it, that wasn't beneficial for me. And so there's a huge difference in times of chaos. What what we're latching onto and how that's going to impact us long term. Um, after years, I mean, this isn't just how I, I started off, but after years um, of learning about health and wellness, this is another scenario. I started to use working out as a way when I was overwhelmed or stressed or frustrated. Like uh, working out became kind of my coping mechanism or how I was dealing with things or when I was going through things like that was the thing I did when I had time to kill or whatever like that was a huge thing for me and it it was so much better than all of these other things I could have been doing and it led to great outcomes and I also want to point out I, I'm not at all saying that these things should trump going to therapy or should trump talking with someone. I'm saying in the, you know, in the other 18 hours of your day that you're not doing other things, but the ones where you're just at home chilling and you decide to, should I just sit here and watch Netflix for 10 hours or should I go and and work out or do something else? Another great example of this, my dad, he cooks, he cooks. And yes, he cooks when he's not kind of like stressed or overwhelmed too, but especially when he is. That is his 
like sounding board. That's his, you know, place of escape if he's had a long day or a long week. Or, you know, we were kind of joking because this last week with all of this stuff going on and, you know, there's so much uncertainty. And every single night, if you if you follow me along on Instagram this past week, you'll see that every single night, because I happened to meet my parents for the week, he was cooking these gourmet meals every single night. And so we're giving him a hard time because my mom would say, Dale, just come home from work and relax. Like you've been working so hard. You've been doing all this stuff. And he's like, no, I need this. I want to come home from work. And this is my thing. Like this is the way it makes me feel better. I'm going to put my energy towards this. And hey, let me tell you, it is wonderful to be there when he is wanting to do that because his meals are absolutely freaking amazing. And so anyway, those are some examples, but I want you to find something to do that is beneficial. In general, anytime you are feeling in a time of chaos, but especially at a time when it feels like the whole world is at chaos a little bit. And here's the thing when it comes to finances, especially they're, they're so important and it, a, a situation like this magnifies it, right? An emergency fund is important all the time, but when is an emergency fund most important? When you need one, right? When you need an emergency fund, that's when you're going to start feeling the pressure of, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. I don't have that security blanket. And so if at this time more than anything, even if it's not the main thing you latch on to, but how can you commit? It can be f- 10 minutes once a week or 10 minutes a day or five minutes a day that you're committing to your finances so you can set yourself up for financial success, not right now, but long term. And in this time of chaos, you can find stability and create more confidence and security in your own life on the things that you can control. Okay. So I, I just want to dive into this because you might be having more time on your hands now, right? Even if you are still working, but you're working from home now, maybe you don't have that commute or you're not going out to a party on the weekend because you're practicing social distancing in this time. And so most likely you will have in some capacity, more time on your hands at home. And I want to talk about, I want to give you some specific things. I have five things that I'm going to talk about that will serve you so well when it comes to money if you can start using these practical things as kind of your your coping mechanism or if something if you're on social media and you're like you're feeling anxious you're seeing all these news things to take a deep breath to set that down and then instead instead of diving more into the news and more into all this stuff. And I'm not saying don't stay informed, but if you are over consuming to the point where it's impacting your mental health, that you can start committing to dive into something else. Okay. So here are five tips for you, five different things that I want you to commit to doing that is going to serve you so well long-term. Okay. Number one, sit down and have a long date with your finances. Check in with where you are and how the current situation is is or may impact you. And this might seem a little scary if you are, especially if you are feeling the waves financially of what's going on in your life, it might be scary to face it. And what I want to tell you is that 
fear, so much fear comes from uncertainty. And so if you can sit down and even though you'll know the numbers, it won't be uncertain anymore. And so you'll be able to face them and it will feel better because then you will be able to do step number two, which is create a plan. Once we understand where we are and the potential things that might happen, then we can create a plan. And the biggest thing that I would recommend for you is thinking about an emergency fund right now. If you do not have an emergency fund or if your emergency fund is on the lower end, maybe beef it up a little bit right now, Um, especially if you foresee things coming in the future that are going to impact it. Beef it up a little bit. Um, Instead of maybe tackling a ton of debt in the next couple of weeks, maybe increase that emergency fund and then and then go back to it or or whatever serves you best. But think about that stuff and, and make a conscious decision. What are your highest priorities? When we create a plan, it's important that we're not just Googling, what do I have for a plan? But we really sit down and think, what should I, me, in my specific situation, what should my plan be? What are my highest priorities right now? And don't just look at finances. I want you to think about your, you know, your mental health going on right now and the the fear that's coming up for you. If online you Googled and you said, how big of an emergency fund should I have? And online you see that the total is $3,000. I'm just making this number. And so you have $3,000 in your emergency fund, but you still feel terrified and it feels like it's not enough. Okay, let's get to the bottom of that fear. But I also want you to say, you know what? If I had $5,000, that would really help me feel more safe and secure. Awesome. That matters. That matters. It's not just about the money on paper. It's so much more than that. Okay, number three, find a hobby to make you more money. So Again, now that you have more time on your hands, uh, yes, of course, you know, watch a, a new Netflix documentary or watch a new Netflix series. Of course, it's so fun. But also, what is something you can do to create more money or supplement money if this is going to be somehow impacting your income? But either way, it's so great and so empowering to have multiple streams of income because then you're not, you don't have all your eggs in one basket. So what are ways that, and especially ways that you really enjoy that you could make more money? How could you start a side hustle or just make more money online because everything's kind of going online right now, but virtual assistance, you know, you could help out a, a business virtually of filing reports for them or sending out emails or or doing all that stuff. Um, you know, there's so many things. You can be a transcriber. You can take surveys. You can do a billion stuff. But I also want you to think about what unique skills you bring to the table. Maybe you're a teacher who is now, you know, school is shut down and you know that there's so many parents out there who are like drowning with their kids at home and they're not knowing like, oh my gosh, like how, how do I keep them on a schedule and how, what should I teach them and all this stuff? okay, can you online tutor? Can you offer to parents of your classroom, hey, I am, if you're looking for an online tutor, I'm doing online tutoring for 40 bucks for a two-hour session and they join this video call and I teach them for two hours of the day. So for those two hours, you don't have to worry about anything. Like, hello, like think outside the box. Don't just think about, um, you know, your current things, but what are other ways? I just made that up. I'm just trying to, you know, think of ways to fill 
the gap and, and provide service to other people because that's what making money is. It's saying, hey, I have a solution to your problem and I can help you with that. Okay. So don't like think of this as, as ways of service, as ways that you can go out of your way to help and get creative about it. Remember, the more that you love what you're doing and get to make money, the better. It's more fun that way. Okay. Number four. And yes, this is a financial one, but it's not going to sound like it. <clears throat> number four is workout. This is kind of twofold. The first thing is that when you are run, you're not working out, your immune system is down because you're not in your routine. You're not getting those endorphins up, all this stuff. You're more likely to get sick, which of course is, has a financial impact of maybe not being able to work or having to stay home, um, having to buy medication, hospital visits, whatever. Um, and then also another thing that I want to point out because this is important and I have an entire, my next, next week's episode is going to be all about this. But when you are feeling sluggish and you're not working out and you're just feeling like, you know, you've been on the couch for forever, it seems like you're, you're more likely to feel bored or feel out of alignment and therefore spend out of alignment and spend in ways that aren't serving you. Okay. So again, make sure that you are using working out as something to fill your time. That's a really self, that's really helpful to you. Okay. And then lastly, number five, giving. How can you give financially? And I, I love this question. I think this question is so empowering because, um, and, and it's not just about money, but when it comes to money, if you are someone and you're listening to this and you're like, dang, she's going through this list and I have all this stuff down. Like I'm feeling good right now. I'm feeling wonderful. Like, awesome. How can you help? Like for me, a huge reason why I want to be so financially successful is so I have the capability to give and give big and give big to those who, who need it. And those who are struggling, those who are impacted, like that is a huge thing for me and a huge a reason of my why, of why I want to have financial freedom, of why I want to be financially successful. So I have that availability to do. And so think about that, especially with small businesses that are impacted. Um, you know, I, I saw a great post today on ways that you can support small businesses, buy a gift card that you're going to use later or things like that, like get creative of, you know, buying something online instead of in the shop, whatever. The more that you can do that, the more that you're going to support those small businesses too. And if you're in a position where you can financially be a blessing to other people, absolutely let that shine. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, from the bottom of my heart and for yourself for showing up for today's episode. This is so important because if you, the difference of you spending your time doing these things, doing the list that I talked about with you versus the you spending your time only watching TV, only watching the news, only watching Netflix, um, sleeping, not working out, doing all that stuff, like the difference short term and long term is going to be so impactful on you. And I want this time, although it's, you know, it seems kind of crazy and, and chaotic, like we've been saying as much as possible, I want you to use it to the best of your abilities to be a time of, of peace and maybe self-development and self-reflection and, and using it as much as you can 
for good. I love you. Thank you so much for showing up for today's episode. And I will see you back next week for the episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. 